Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm evangelist Micah McCurry, and I am so very thankful that you are part of our listening audience today. We will find ourselves in the book of Nehemiah, chapter number five. I hope you'll find your way there as we begin. Now, I mentioned yesterday on the program that we are neck deep. Well, I should say this. We are wading into. It's it's getting higher and higher. Maybe it's around our knees right now, but it's steadily coming up. We are beginning a building project here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thankfully, we already have the building, we already have the property, but there's a lot of work that needs to happen on the inside. I mentioned yesterday that this build-out of a property in Odell, Illinois, that's about about two hours south of Chicago or thereabouts, we're not moving too far from our roots in Bloomington, Illinois, but this build-out is going to allow us to be so much more efficient with not only God's money, but your investment. You, so many of you, partner with our ministry in a financial way. And we are so very thankful for that. We try to be, what's the word, fiduciarily responsible. We try to be good stewards of your money, of God's money. And so we believe in the long term, this is going to be a phenomenal move forward for our ministry, not only in time savings, but just in normal efficiency of business operations. We are a ministry. We are a nonprofit. We've been printing gospel tracks completely free for over 80 years, but there are so many things that, biblically speaking, there are biblical principles that we can follow to be as wise as possible. Now, I tell you that to say this. I, throughout the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give little updates on what we're working on on that particular day with the building. Today, we are working on some RV hookups, motorhome hookups. You say, why are we doing that? Well, because by God's grace, it's amazing how God did this. We have some builders who see the ministry of building and renovating ministry buildings or church buildings as their calling from God. And so we have, we're going to have a total of three or four different families with us. And all of them, the vast majority of them, have RVs that they travel around the country, around the world sometimes with. And they are able to stay at a low cost in their RV. They live there with their family, and then during the day, they work on different projects. Well, what that means is the labor cost for this particular project here at Bible Tracks is insanely low, but to be prepared, right now we only have one family in town, but to be prepared for the rest of the folks coming in, this gentleman is working on some RV hookups, you know, uh, sewer and water and electrical and all of those things. Our desire is to make the housing situation for these great servants of God as amazingly smooth and the transition as easy as possible. We want them to be very comfortable. The fact that they would come, some of them for months on end, some for weeks, some for months, the fact that they would come and give of their time. Now, we are going to take care of them on a love offering basis. Realize that we believe the workman is worthy of his hire. And if we ever have need in future, we'd like them to think kindly of us. And so we're going to take very good care of God's servants. But realize we want to make sure they can be as comfortable as possible. And so we're working on these RV hookups, making sure we have enough electrical. And RVs normally need a 30 or a 50 amp hookup. And I may have mentioned on the program that my family and I have recently transitioned into kind of an 
RV life. Uh, as an evangelist, I'll be traveling in excess of 50,000 miles this year, Lord willing. And it makes it so much easier when traveling with my family to have an RV. And so I have a little understanding of the life that these folks live. And I am so proud to be able to call them my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so pray for us, of course, any building project always carries with it a little bit of risk. There's always electrical things and dangers and different situations. And so pray for the safety of those that are working on this project. Uh, they're working on water, and we'd love for there to be the, a minimal amount of th- a flooding if a pipe burst or things like that. We know things will go sideways. We know things will probably go wrong. But we'd ask for, if you would, in all seriousness today, We'd ask for God's people, the listeners of this program, to pray for us. We would greatly appreciate that. Another massive update. Now, I'm just kind of chumming the waters here because this will be kind of a month-long project that we're working on. But we are going to be, in the very near future, we're already working on it, but we are going to be updating our sample packet. Now, we will keep you updated, but I'm excited to share some things. Normally, I don't talk about things on the radio program until they are completely done, but I'm so excited about how this is turning out even thus far. Our lead designer, our operations manager, Austin, is doing a great job with the design work on it, and we're writing a few things, adding some things in. I believe it's going to be much more helpful, especially to people that are completely unfamiliar with our ministry. It's going to give them a broader overview and a better introduction to who we are. So pray for that as well. The building project, the new sample packet. We'll talk more later in the week about some gospel tracks going around the world. I'm excited to share all of this with you. But before we go any further, let's look at Nehemiah chapter number five. Would you find your place there? Nehemiah chapter five. Let's begin reading in verse number 10. I cut the lesson off yesterday a little quicker than I was hoping to. So Nehemiah chapter 5, verse number 10, and I think we'll read down through verse 14 or 15. Nehemiah 5, 10. I likewise and my brethren and my servants might exact of them money and corn. I pray you, let us leave off this usury. Now remember that Jewish folks are commanding extortionate rates of interest from other Jewish brothers and sisters. And really, they're putting people in the poorhouse just because they have a financial advantage. And Nehemiah is saying, leave off this. Stop doing this. He sees a problem and he wants to make it right. Verse number 11, restore, I pray you, to them, even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses, also the hundredth part of the money and of the corn, the wine and the oil, that ye exact of them. He's not just asking them to feel bad, the nobles and the rulers and the the banking leaders of this time, those that held these mortgage notes. He's not just asking them to feel bad. So oftentimes when we hear a convicting thought, we think we are satisfying a requirement for righteousness if we just feel bad about something, feeling guilty about a situation. Can I tell you, feeling bad is not enough. He's not even asking them to just stop what they're doing. He wanted, Nehemiah wanted these people to make things right. If money had been charged unfairly or collateral was taken unfairly, it needed to be set right. Let me encourage you, my friend. If you have in some way offended a brother or sister, 
then what you need to do, I, I'm, when I say brother or sister, I mean a brother and sister in Christ, or I mean just someone you know in general, a friend, an acquaintance, someone that you know that you have treated wrongly. You need to not only stop doing that, but you also need to, by God's grace, you need to make it right. Let's continue on here. Let's look at the response from the rulers and nobles who had done wrong. Verse number 12, then said they, we will restore them and we will require nothing of them. Wow. They, they took to heart what Nehemiah was saying. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priests and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. Also, I shook my lap and said, so God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise. Even thus be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation said, amen and praise the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. I'd like you to realize when you do things God's way, and you treat people right, it's amazing how it helps mend your fellowship and your relationship with God. The people here said amen and praised the Lord. Why? Because they were doing things the right way. It's really hard to sing songs like amazing grace and glory to his name and what a friend we have in Jesus with a straight face when you're treating God's people the wrong way. When you're not being a friend to those around you or, or, or when you are living in sin yourself, it's really difficult to talk about uh, uh, crown him with many crowns or all hail the power of Jesus' name. It's really difficult to praise God when you know in your heart of hearts that you are not living correctly. We will restore it. And Nehemiah says, well, if you don't, I'm hoping. He, he took an oath, kind of a public record type thing. Nehemiah is trying to assure some accountability. It might be that you, my friend, me, myself, all of us, it may well be that we would do better and we would be more apt to actually follow through on our God-led promises if we had a measure of accountability about us. Let's continue on. Nehemiah chapter 5 and verse number 14. Nehemiah 5.14 says, Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year even unto the 2 and 30th year of Artaxerxes the king, that is 12 years, I and my brethren have not eaten the bread of the governor. Now we'll explain what that means in a moment. Continue reading verse 15. But the former governors that had been before me were chargeable unto the people. And had taken of them bread and wine, and beside forty shekels of silver, yea, even their servants bear rule over the people. But so did not I, because of the fear of God. Yea, also I continued on the work of this wall, neither bought we any land, and all my servants were gathered thither unto the work." Now let's pause here for just a moment and point out what is going on here. What Nehemiah is saying is that, in short, he did not tax or require tribute of the people. He did not have to eat. He did not require a governor's portion. Nehemiah was, in some ways, the governor of the people at this time. But he did not eat by the people's hand. What he's saying is he didn't take a salary from the people. When it says he was not chargeable to the people... What that means is that he was not liable. He was not held hostage by the people's tribute. What it also means was he was not getting rich off of the work, the backs of the people. Why did he do it though? Because of the fear of God. Look at verse number 17. 
Moreover, there were at my table an hundred and fifty of the Jews and rulers, beside those that came unto us from among the heathen that are about us. Now that which was prepared for me daily was one ox and six choice sheep. Also fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days stores of all sorts of wine. Yet for all this required not I the bread of the governor, because the bondage was heavy upon this people. Verse 19, Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people." He fed all of these rulers and the bureaucracy of Jerusalem, and he did it all without being financed off the backs, off the sweat of the brows of the people of God. This is a phenomenal example of generosity, and the application point I'd like to ask you about today is this. Who do you rely on? Nehemiah very apparently was relying on God. I must ask you, though. Who do you rely on? We will continue this discussion tomorrow as we transition into Nehemiah chapter 6. Have a great day for his glory. Thanks for listening today. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.